become a part of the morning drive now. 888-414-0303. You're listening to News Talk WVMT. Same bumper music. What's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> we I are back. the same thing. We are back on the morning drive here on this Tuesday morning. Welcome back, everybody. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, as always, is open. 888 And now we're w- welcoming into our studio for the first time, Mike Scanlon, who is running for city council in South Burlington. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be on your show. Great, great to have you on. And first of all, uh, before we get into uh, some little bit about your history and why you're running, Talk to us about the, what you brought in for, that your wife made for us. Oh, yes. When my wife learned that I was coming on your show, she insisted on uh, baking a traditional Ukrainian apple cake called Charlotka. She herself is from Ukraine, and she always wants to use every opportunity to thank uh, uh, everyone in the United States for the support for her, her country. And she's been really touched by all the Ukrainian flags she has seen around South Burlington. Yeah. Well, it, it, it looks good. Um, can, we're going to dig in later. <laughs> well, thank her. Thank uh, well, we publicly thank her for bringing that yes, in for us. We'll share it with all. We'll share it with everybody here at the at the station, and uh, uh, we certainly are pulling for her country to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, succeed in their fight against the invasion by Russia. So, thank you very much. We, I pass it on. It's you know their success is our success. Exactly. Fighting for our freedom yeah. as well. Exactly. Okay, so Mike, uh, running for South Burlington City Council, um, tell us a little bit, this is your first time on the show, tell us a little about about who you are, give us a little bit of your biographical history, and uh, what made you decide that this was the right time to run for City Council this year? Sure, uh, um, I basically uh, grew up uh, over, between the, living in the United States and in the Soviet bloc, um, and that basically showed me how important uh, sort of our sort of form of government is participatory government, the role of the press, uh, the role of democratic institutions, and the participation in those institutions. So that was always in my 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 my, my head. Uh, my connection to Vermont, uh, basically my father would always bring us up here for winter holidays. As a result, I chose St. Michael's College, and I found out, you know, all the wonders of this state. Uh, you know, my interest was public uh, service, but also international relations, and so I gravitated to eventually working as an American diplomat, spent 30 years uh, overseas, uh, working in the countries of the former Soviet Union and the Balkans as they emerged from their authoritarian regimes. And uh, you know, I also spent uh, 10 years working on the mediation uh, in countries that had been torn apart by uh, horrible wars. And this allowed me to learn the benefit of bringing people together and the skills that are necessary to do so to bring a sort of forward a common good. It was time to step back. It was time for my wife to take forward. We had an agreement that when my son turned 10 years old, I'd be the stay-at-home parent. She'd return to the work. And uh, so it was time to choose a place, and Vermont was the natural place. We basically did our research. We focused in on South Burlington. The 216 Comprehensive Plan was just very impressive. You know, the best, some of the best schools in the states, a, a wonderful green park area, a vibrant uh, economic environment in which my wife as a digital designer could find a job, and my son could run free. I mean, we wanted our son to run free and have that kind same childhood. So we chose it, and you know the idea of a vibrant downtown city center and p- bike paths that would connect us all. You know what was there not to like? And so we basically moved here. Uh, and uh, the reason I'm running is because of the very same reasons. This is a work in project. Uh, I'm sorry, a work in progress. We're not yet there. We have challenges. We've achieved great things, and I applaud the the work of the people who have gone before me. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, aligned with my view of public service and to show to my son that, you know, it's easy to complain. The, the real issue is to step up and participate. Yeah. You know, I, I have the time. I know that's a luxury. Uh, and I think I should use that, that time uh, not just for myself and my family, but for my community because we ultimately all win. Now, we've got some specific issues in South Burlington to get into. But first, um, Mike, what do you, if you get elected uh, two weeks from today, uh, what do you see as the biggest issues facing South Burlington? Sure. I think that, that first of all, the, my view of uh, the role of the city council is to listen. Uh, you know, we're there not uh, to basically sort of suggest how the community should uh, prioritize its, its, its issues, but to basically see what are the issues. And in that regard, I've, uh, since I've started this campaign, I've gone door-to-door, knocked on uh, different houses and listened to people's voices in the very diverse communities that make up South Burlington. And, and that's actually one of the reasons we chose South Burlington. It has these different neighborhoods. And what I've heard, you know, to get to your, to your question, is that there are different views of what are priorities in South Burlington based on where you live. It's, it's, it's really that straightforward. And one of the key, uh, key challenges I've heard is the issue of affordability. And that has been pretty consistent, that uh, the, the growing cost in, of living in South Burlington is making some people in our, uh, who live in our community and some of the communities feel like they're slowly but surely being forced out of this issue. You know, we have one, many wonderful aspirations. We have fantastic uh, service, services, but ultimately, like anything else in life, you have to pay for them. And so the real question, I think, in front of the next uh, city council is how do we come up with a formula on how to pay for these services and our ambitions without constantly raising property taxes? And, and Mike, you mentioned something that um, people have different points of view depending on where you live in South Burlington. And when I look at this article in the other paper, the South Burlington newspaper, the other paper, mm-hmm. um, it talks about the fact that six of the last eight city councilors that have served all lived in the Southeast Quadrant. Um, first of all, do you live in the Southeast Quadrant? Yes, I live right on the cusp of the Southeast Quadrant in the city center. And let me just ask you, do you think, and this has been talked about before, that it would be helpful if South Burlington or maybe should look into whether there would be wards where people would represent sections like Burlington. Sure. Burlington has ward races, mm. eight different wards. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It depends on how, if, if you're. It's, it would seem like South Burlington could. It's big enough area wise to have wards. Do you think it would be helpful if you had wards where people represented, you know, a geographical section of South Burlington? I, th- I think uh, you know that's a very good question. I think that's a question. Uh, that the the voters should be asked to answer. Uh, And this is what I said in the the, uh, debates that we had, which were fantastic on Thursday uh, at uh, the City Hall, is that, you know, everyone tries to see the perspective of everyone. But it is really hard if you're always having sort of your own life. And so I think the intent has always been there to represent all of South Burlington. But certainly South Burlington has grown there are clearly differences in these communities. I, I found that by knocking on the doors. So I think it is, as I said on Thursday, perhaps it is time to put on the ballot uh, for the people to decide because it's also perception. I'm not saying it's a reality, but there, there is a perception. Otherwise, you wouldn't ask that question. Uh, is to say, you know, do you want to keep things the same? Five city council? Do we want to have seven city council at large? Or do we want to have a mixed system? Five wards and two... Uh, to at large, but I think it's very important for us to put that out to the public so the public answers it, and then people have the perception that yes, I'm listening, and the, and the reality basically that they they have a common stake in their future. So if you were on the council, you would support a uh, ballot question going to the voters saying, "Do you want to move forward with 
this this type of a change. Right. I was basically lay out a few options for them and basically say, you know, you choose. Because I think, again, my view of the city council is, is not to say this is how the best way for, for us to work, but, you know, what is it that makes us all feel comfortable and invested in this in the city? All right. Well, we've got to take a quick uh, two-minute break, and then we're going to be coming right back with uh, Mike Scanlon. He's running for uh, city council in South Burlington. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open right after the break. Join the conversation now on the WVMT Morning Drive with Kurt and Anthony. 888-414-0303. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. We're continuing our discussion now with Mike Scanlon. He is running for the city council, city council seat in South Burlington. If you have a question for Mike, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. Mike, I want to ask you a question about um, there is a, um, a city fund called the Open Space Fund. And there is now, uh, there's an attempt by South Burlington to purchase the long property uh, for conservation and potentially some affordable house, or I'm not sure if that could be some affordable housing, but they wanted to purchase this with the open space fund that South Burlington created, I guess maybe around 20 years ago or so. Um, and, but there's some controversy about whether that should be done or not. What is your view on the open space fund being used to potentially sp- purchase the long property uh, on Spear Street? I think... Uh uh, this is actually symptomatic of a, a, a larger a challenge uh, that we have in South Burlington. And, and I, I reference that is that, you know, there, there are different interests and different needs. Uh, there's no question conservation is important. Uh, there's no question that uh, it, addressing issues of climate change are important. That's all in our common health and interest. But there are other issues in the city that I mentioned, questions of affordability, basic core services, uh, first responder support, uh, eventually getting towards affordable housing, also the middle-income housing, what can the city do to do it? So for me, the, the question is more like to step back and say, how do we grow the, the pie? How do we go grow the revenue of our community and, and not make it an either-or situation, which often, often, often is forced to. You know, when I, when I started running, people say, are you in this camp or that camp? And, and, my, and I was initially surprised and, to be honest, sometimes frustrated. And I said, my, my goal is to run for all of South Burlington. This is why I'm going to all the neighborhoods and I'm trying to be sensitive to all the issues. And what clearly has been driven home is that if we are going to basically meet the objectives and the objectives are, are what drew me to South Burlington and the aspirations set out in the 216 comprehensive plan and, and the additional ambitions that have been set forward, we need to find a way to grow the, uh, the revenues that we have. And obviously there's a, probably you know, basically three ways to address it if, if you don't want to step back from those ambitions and those services. You know, one is to basically find greater efficiencies within the, the city. And, uh, you know, we are blessed with unbelievably talented city servants. I mean, I've, I've rarely come across such an impressive team. Uh, you know, I'm sure they will find uh, greater efficiencies within the city. Uh, I think uh, there's an understanding now that even though the city council and the city are not directly responsible for the schools, uh, there are ways that we can coordinate and basically benefit from each other's greater coordination development. Uh, I think, you know, we already have benefits from coordination with other municipalities, whether it's on supporting the Green Mountain Transit or on uh, emergency dispatch. I'm sure there are some other efficiencies of economy of scale, but also it's about growing uh, uh, sort of our commercial base. And I think this is uh, the opportunity to have. We are blessed with having many wonderful 
uh, companies that are aligned with our values, whether it's Beta, whether it's uh, Dina Power, OnLogic, uh, Resolution Link. I mean, and then the future of the high-tech hub that is basically going to bless us all. You know, these are knowledge-based, clean-based technologies. And if we grow that and we have those areas, whether it's in the tech park or the, the land use around uh, the airport, it creates an opportunity to grow the revenue base uh, of our, our economy as these companies grow. And, and as you well know, in business, good success stories draw other companies of similar values to come. And this will allow her to grow our brace. And so then these questions where you have to choose between this or that that become so divisive are basically able to say we can actually address all the interests of our community. And that would be my approach. And certainly the Spear Street issue, though, has people are divided on it, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a one city council candidate that says she doesn't think this is an appropriate use of the open space fund. Um, how much do you know how much money is in that open space fund approximately? No, no, I, I don't know, but I know that this has been an issue. This is the, not the first time it, it has come up, and that, in my understanding, that is the use of the open space fund has been uh, tweaked or changed over the course of the so-called the so twenty years that it's been used. And I think basically this is also leading to the 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 question of you know is this open space fund uh, being used in the in in concert with how it was set out, or is this another question to the public? Do we want to change uh, how we would use it? Uh, but I think, again, we get back to the, the challenge of, you know, we can basically focus on uh, how we basically use a limited amount of resources and who wins and who loses, or we basically change our sites to how do we grow that, that revenue base so we can have a sense that, you know, to some people this issue is, is paramount, to others there are other paramount issues, and how can we address all the issues of the community. But I think what is ever done in you know, any situation, transparency is the key. And I think the good news that I've heard from Jesse Baker, our city manager, is that there is no rush to make a decision on this on fi- uh, this month, that this will carry on until the next uh, a city council. And I think in the next city council, if I'm on it, this issue, as other issues, must be done openly, must be done transparency. And I'm, I'm not saying that they haven't to date, but I think there is a perception. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking that question. And uh, this is what it basically gives people confidence in government. I mean, one thing that I've learned in my public service is people believe uh, in their government when they understand what's going on. And so this has to be a, a primacy. And so uh, I think we will have that clearly in the next city council. Uh, if I'm elected, that will definitely be a priority for me. All right, well, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Dude, that's all lovely, but you got to vote yes or no. So what's the answer to Kurt's question? Well, I will basically inform myself much more on that issue as I get in. As I told Kurt, this is something that, like uh, he, I am basically coming up to speed. And there are many issues in the city council to become uh, cognizant of. And the good news is there is time. Uh, I think, uh, as I said, my understanding is that this issue will not be uh, decided on until uh, the next uh, city council, and in that time frame, I will educate me on that purpose. But the goal will be to be aligned with whatever the the current. Uh, requirements are. I think if we have a certain formula that defines how that money should be spent, we need to honor that commitment because that's the commitment to the people. If we want to redefine how that's spent, then that also has to be a transparent process, and then we would decide it that way. So, Mike, just to, just to be clear with what the caller said, um, so let's say you're talking to a voter in South Burlington, and they mm-hmm. they really want to know uh, what your position was on, on that spend purchase use of the open space fund to purchase that particular property on Spear Street. Would you, I want to make sure clear what your answer is. Your answer is is that you're undecided, you need to know more about it, and you'd make a decision after learning more about it 
if you were elected? Is that essentially what your answer would be? Yeah, I think there are two parts to my answer. The first one is the, we have to basically follow the rules as they are now. That's the rules. And we basically have to basically proceed that way. However, if in a public discussion, as we go forward, people basically question or, or, or suggest in a sort of broad way that uh, this, we want to uh, amend the way we approach this issue, uh, then that's obviously something the city council has to keep in mind. But again, I, I think, you know, I've come across in South, South Burlington, many divisive issues are saying, you know, we do this or we do that. And I think that if we were basically uh, take a policy of growing our base of, of revenues, uh, these sort of either-or questions will basically become less as we'll be able to address uh, the, the competing concerns that exist in our community. Our community is diverse. Uh, there's clearly a, a strong view on, on conservancy, and I think we want to see conservancy, but we also want to see it in every neighborhood and not just in one of the neighborhoods. And I think this is the other issue that has made this uh, sort of a a sort of a, a, an issue that has basically brought out a lot of emotions is there also the sense it's not just is this something that how the money should be spent but you know the money that is being spent on conservancy is always in the southeast quadrant I think I think if we were to assure that uh, conservancy would also happen in other parts of the city I think that would basically also create a moderating tone in this conversation and do you have any thoughts on um, Sean Burke recently spoke, the police chief in South mm-hmm. Burlington, spoke at a South Burlington Business Association annual city hall update and ba- talked about the increasing crime in some aspects, at least in South Burlington, car theft and mm-hmm. a couple of things. Uh, any thoughts on um, the situation in, in South Burlington in, in regard to public safety and policing? Um, yeah, I, as I think I uh, said at the beginning, you know, one of the reasons we chose South Burlington is, is the notion that a child could run free and have the childhood that uh, my wife and I had. And, you know, public safety is definitely an issue that I've heard more and more as I've knocked on uh, neighbors, not just along Shelburne Road, uh, where a gentleman told me about he came home for lunch and went inside, and when he came out, his tool chest was, had been taken out of his you know, out of his pickup truck in the middle of the day, or on uh, in the Shelburne, uh, in other parts of the uh, the city, where people have told me that they just constantly realize that they have to lock their car, or or the way they lived before, where you didn't have to think about this stuff, is increasingly in their consciousness. So I think, unfortunately, that has changed, and that's why I think uh, we're very fortunate to have a police chief like Sean Burke. He's very committed. I think he's just very balanced uh, in terms of. Uh, having the, no, the, no, the necessary compassion, but also the necessary reality that his primary requirement is to create public safety. But that means he has to be fully uh, staffed. And uh, one thing we also heard is that he basically is, sh- is short uh, a number of police officers. Uh, and so it's about having you know, the right contingent of police officers, the right contingent of social workers. And, uh, you know, this is something that I would strongly uh, support is that that is a priority. But let me just add one other thing. It's also important that those police officers and, and social workers that make up the staff can live among us. Uh, one of the challenges is that increasingly we have uh, these people who serve us having to live far away, you know, work a 12-hour shift, uh, you know, protect us, and then have to get in a car and drive 30 minutes an hour to go home to be with their family. I don't also think that's healthy, and that's why, again, I think we need to figure out how we create entry points uh, into our housing market or for people at the lower and middle income so those people who serve us can live among us how concerned are you i I think you mentioned this earlier but just um the school situation i know you're this is more for the school board you're not running for school board you're running Mm -hmm. for city council but there are potentially large property tax increases all across the state of vermont including in south burlington the legislature is handing down some new some changes that are happening right now essentially that that are going to say 
if you want to change your school budget vote and change the budget because we're 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 doing away with that property tax cap that they have, which is very confusing. Um, what's your thoughts on that with the school board? How that should be handled? Should do you think that they? You think they should consider moving their vote back as the legislature is suggesting now towns can do? I, I think uh, the phrase that you used when you introduced this question, very confusing, is an understatement. And in fact, you have the legislators also saying this is very confusing. So I think that by definition means uh, it has to be moved back uh, because I think you know this was well intended. The goal was to raise every vote. The goal was not to raise some votes and pull some boats back. And that is the sort of un- unforeseen consequence of this, of, of this act as it applies to South Burlington. So I think it's good that it's, it's, it will be pushed back because I understand that's the trend it's going to. But I also applaud the city council and the school board for being very active in, in uh, advocating and, and sharing with Montpelier the challenges it's carrying for South Burlington. I would hope that the business community and other members of South Burlington would add their voices to this. Uh, you know, this cannot be the new norm. If, if these kinds of increases are going to happen every year, we will not be advancing the education of our children. We will be doing the reverse. You know, I've spent 30 years living overseas. It's a very competitive world. Education is critical. It is the greatest equalizer and empowerer that there is in our society. Mike, we're essentially out of time. Take 30 seconds, please, to tell the people of South Burlington that are going to be voting um, why they should vote for you sure. and, and how they can contact you if they have a question. Well, I think the, the easiest way to understand what I stand for, what I propose, uh, if, uh, that if you have any additional questions to what I've said today is to go to my web page, which is www.scanlonforcitycouncil.com. There's also, if you have questions, you can reach out to me. If you have ideas, please do, because I strongly believe that if there are more people at the table, we'll have solutions. But the big thing is please vote. You know, I've, been, I've worked and grown up in authoritarian countries. The right to vote we take for granted. Only 20% of the population votes in South Burlington. I urge everyone to vote. There is no stronger way to send a message what is important to you uh, than by participating. And also there are many voluntary committees. Please step forward. I know it's hard in the evening, but by participating, we will all benefit from the community that we're so fortunate to be in. All right, Mike Scanlon, he is the candidate for candidate for South Burlington City Council. Uh, and uh, good luck next uh, two weeks from Tuesday. Thank you for your time. Thanks, and thanks for being on the morning drive. Thanks for coming in. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, check in with Fox News. Amanda's got the headlines. We've got the max advantage forecast for the week, and then we're going to.